girl. Yes, do it. Pop them ass cheeks. I love porn. I was invited. I was invited. Absolutely, bitch. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Not a fan. I'd rather go eat. Okay, I don't need it. I would like it, though. Never. Ever. I don't know, you, we all, this is, so, normally, we just be talking and shit, and then we get to a point where we're just like, hey, how y'all doing? And then we do the intro. Usually it's when Malcolm starts saying stupid shit, and I'm just like, okay, girl, you know what, let's, time to start Let's just start it. <laughs> Which is probably right about now, you know? Okay, are you ready? <laughs> all right, so welcome <laughs> to another episode of Mixed Reactions, because I'm Mixed, and he's Malcolm. And I'm Black, and he's Christian. You did. I'm so proud of you. I know. I love it. I'm a professional now, girl. Yes. <laughs> I am a professional. Professional. Where is that from? Shangela. Wadley. Yeah, that's uh, before my that's before my drag race time. But I did watch her on We're Here, so. But she ain't do any of that. Did she? I don't Probably know not. that she did her own song. No, I don't remember. Probably not. Anywho, hey guys, how are y'all doing? We have a special guest on this week's episode, uh, a, a really good friend of mine. His name is Ricky, and what we're going to do is just let you uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and whatever else you want to share and all that good stuff. So take the floor. Um, hey, I'm Ricky. I live in Charlotte. I am 5'7". Oh my God. Single. Um, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I can't. I can do right now too. Um, whatever works, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't know. Is this like a relationship advice podcast? No, <laughs> uh, it's a. I mean, it's a whatever you want to talk about podcast. So okay, well, that's me. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be in the number. Um. The number of what? What do you mean? Glad to be in the number of people considered worthy enough to be a special guest. Oh my God. I mean, we call everybody special guests, but I don't know if that actually means that you're special, but no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, everybody is special in their own way. Okay. <laughs> Christian went to go get some water in the middle of recording. So unprofessional. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are explicit as hell. You can say whatever the hell you want. Also, if you don't want your friends listening, you might want to, like, not say things that you don't want your friends to hear. Oh, fuck that. No, just joking. (laughs) If they can't listen and don't understand, they ain't your friends. I I can't say anything that I want to. Um, I still got to be edited. Um, I can say cuss words and I can say a lot of things, but you just got to watch yourself because I'm not going to be Nick Cannon. You're not going to be what? Yeah, I was about to say what and what? Nick Cannon. Oh, Nick Cannon. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff comes back up 20, 30 years, six months, and you forgot what you said and that goes with coins. Wait, I thought that was recent, though. It was. It wasn't that recent. It was like a, it was a couple of months back, right? When oh. he recorded on the podcast, I think it just surfaced what he said. Oh, was like the podcast just now like released as a new episode? I guess I don't know if it was just released as a new episode 
or if somebody was just listening to some old episodes and heard them and said, ooh. Uh, and then, you know, rang the alarm. They rang the alarm and um, they rang all his coins in. He, oh, yeah, he, for sure. He finally established a, a few from the mass Singer. So he's still going to be on the mass. I didn't know he was on the mass Singer. He's I thought host. he quit, though. I don't care about that show, nor do I care about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon, I, at first, and I'm I'm not one to understand exactly why what he said. Like, I I did some research, and I kind of understood where the people who said what he said was problematic were coming from. At first, it, like, kind of went over my head. And I think that's probably the common thought for a lot of Black people. Um, because of what he said, kind of, you know, it was problematic, but a lot of people don't understand why it was and nobody's actually going in and and digging deeper so i was the same way at first i was like oh he's just being nick cannon i mean he's just talking from a black uh black perspective but it was i think the issue was that he crossed the line beyond problematic to anti-semitic yeah Um, and you know people go through i guess what you would call a woke journey and you know, people start getting information from a lot of places. Just like, you know, people learning who to vote for by looking at Facebook. They get right. all this information and people don't really work to disseminate, I think that's the word, disseminate the information in like, hey, I can't be repeating what I learned from here because it's just not a good source. <laughs> right. After uh, Nick Cannon said all, like, the whole Dr. Sebi stuff, I was just like, okay, I am not uh, taking him serious anymore. Because <laughs> that was something I was just not really, uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm going I'm to I'm die on this hill. But yeah, that whole Dr. Sebi crap, I was just like, Ugh, why would you align yourself with that? But okay, go ahead, girl. Do your thing. <laughs> Anywho. All right. So, <laughs> Ricky, usually on the show, we have our guests. You know, determine what they want to talk about for today um, and then kind of lead the conversation. And then we just have our little, you know, back and forth and tiffs and whatnot. And we go from there. So what what did you want to talk about today? I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of things swirling in the air. Um, I don't know. There's no, I don't. Yeah, because there's a lot of things swirling in the air. And I don't want to like, I don't know how much y'all talked about certain things. I don't want to beat like dead horses. Um, I don't care. Yeah. No, I can't. You know, I can't say that because Peter. They said you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Peter. Peter. Fuck about no goddamn Peter. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Peter said you're not supposed. Like, I don't give two shits about what the fuck Peter got to say about a motherfucking thing. <laughs> fuck Peter. We're supposed to use animal inclusive language, so we're not going to say that. Like, fuck about that shit. We're not supposed to say beat a dead horse. We're not supposed to say kill two birds with one stone. I say what the fuck I want to. What what, no, what are they gonna no, do? No. They gonna fight me? The birds they gonna send their representatives to fight me? Is that what they gonna do? They uh they are a gang, they might. <laughs> Peter had a very problematic post on Twitter a while back and I when can't remember they? what it was. Huh? When don't they? <laughs> it was so bad. You mean was... the kneeling of the animals? No, but that, that was probably one. one. No, there's another one. <laughs> no, we 
we beat dead horses all the time. Like we literally talk about misogynists every week. We talk about what are some other things we just repeat all the time. Um, patriarchy, patriarchy, racism. Yeah, exactly. Like almost every week. So that's, oh, that's right up my alley. <laughs> we <laughs> talk about whatever. It's a conversation podcast. So there isn't a set what we talk about. It's we pick a topic and we just have a reaction to it. That's the whole point of the Which podcast. Always um ends up going off into tangents and whatnot. So because that's how regular conversations do. Yep. I want to say I get it now. Like y- y'all's introduction when you when he said, "I and I'm black and he Christian." I was like. What does that mean? I didn't get it for a second. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, no way. He's Christian. Like, he's literally Christian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But did you ignore the first part of it where it says, because I'm mixed and he's Malcolm? No, and I got that. I was like, okay, so maybe he's biracial. So are you biracial? I'm multiracial. Multiracial. Okay. Um, Oh, yes. Perfect language. Yeah. So, um, and then I got that part. I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. And then he was like, and I'm black and he's Christian. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so honestly, you know where my mind went? I was like, Church. oh, because no, no, honestly, that's where my mind went. Because when, when he said, I'm, I was like, okay, so different perspectives. And then he said, I'm black and he's Christian. I was like, oh, so different perspectives on when they have conversations about religion. Maybe Malcolm is like an atheist now or something. And, you know, and he's and like, maybe that's the difference. I was like, oh, wait, no, his name is Christian. Uh, <laughs> hey, me being an atheist isn't far from the truth, though. But both of us kind of, oh, I don't know. I'm we not had that discussion. Here, oh, yeah, you need to listen to we that episode, episode, Ricky. Episode. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, you did it. See, y'all just said it don't matter. We talk about it all the time. Because Rick, Rick, like, and then y'all just said we already had that discussion. No, 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 no. I mean, we've mentioned that before. We've had that conversation before. It's not that we can't bring it back up. We don't. Right. So the the episode losing my religion, we have a we had a friend on that was kind of talking about the whole religion and how what was it? He's not necessarily religious anymore. I think. Anyway, I can't remember. That was such a long time ago. But yeah, no, we like bringing up. You know, conversation because life goes on. Life, re- yeah, life goes on. Life repeats itself. New things come up, and Malcolm says shit that we said before constantly. Yeah. Wait. So, if you don't mind me asking, Christian, what is your like spiritual journey? Like, tell me a little bit about your spiritual journey. Well, the only thing Christian about me currently is my name. Okay. <laughs> but he grew up in it. No, did you grow up? In Not really. Oh. Like we. So when I was little. I did go to like Bible camp and Sunday school and things, but that kind of stopped around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, like we pray at family meals, like big holiday meals. And what else do we do? That's about it. I did used to. Uh, I used to sing at the church choir on bass, and then after the breakup that I had, I was like, you know what? Ain't no reason to pray to God. Ain't it's not going <laughs> to happen. Nothing's going to happen here. So why waste my time? All right. I feel like praying, like you mentioned, praying at like dinner and then praying to God, like I guess before bed and praying for like stability and stuff. 
I just feel like this is a waste of time at this point. Like, Patricia, where do you and where do you and the idea of God sit now? Where have you landed? Um, I let other people celebrate God, but I have no, I have no relationship with the idea of organized religion. So I'm gonna ask my question one more time. So where do you and the idea of God sit now? No, I don't have. I just try to put positive vibes into the universe. I don't have a I don't have a thought process around the idea of God. If anything, I'd be agnostic where there's a idea that there's a higher power. Can it be defined? Is it a singular entity? I don't know. I'm not spending my time worrying about it. Right. I live my everyday life. Good, good. What about you, Malcolm? Where, where, where have you and God? Because I, I don't know. I kind, I feel like I kind of know your religious journey, but tell me about your religious journey and where have you and God landed now? Uh, you know me, but for the, the audience, I guess. You know, I grew up in the church. My mom, highly Christian. My dad, I don't know if he was really Christian whenever he was, um, growing up. I know his family did go to church and like his sisters and all that good stuff. They go to church. Um, but like growing up, my dad was a lot less religious than my mom because my mom was like the religious martyr in the family, I feel. Well, her whole family. But um, grew up, went to church, blah, blah, blah. It's went to church pretty much halfway throughout college. And then throughout college was whenever I was trying to like, I guess, discover myself, quote unquote, because of you know, my sexuality and all that good stuff. You know, a lot of hate and self-hate and self... Um, adulation. What? Adulation, self-adulation. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what he said, and I can't hear you something. But um, a lot of that came across, and I just started thinking about where that rooted from. Um, and, it, and it rooted from my beliefs in church. And then at that point, I started looking into why do I believe these things, and why do I continue to, I guess, torture myself because of these thoughts and decided that I was going to look into kind of separating myself from church. And at that point, my life kind of opened up and it was just a little bit better um, for my for myself in general. So at that point, I just stopped caring about church and God and Christ at that point. And it was just something that I felt like I just really didn't need. So that leads to the next question. So where 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 have you landed with the idea of God now? Um, uh, kind of like what Christian said. I'm more in the in the spot of there really isn't like one set. I don't know. I don't even know. Like I don't even know. I, I feel like I'm in between like this atheist and agnostic area where it's like, do I really believe that there's there's this higher power? They're like controlling and creating things. And then do I believe that if it's not just one person, is it like a, a bunch of other entities? And then I'm just like, no, we're all just here. Bio biology just says, hey, shit happened at the right time and boom, it's here. And that's what it is. You know, so I'm kind of like in between that, not necessarily religious at all, not even spiritual at all, but just kind of in between the. There's nothing out there to there might be something out there but not necessarily devoted to Christianity, yeah. to well, who, th who Christianity thinks controls everything. You mentioned that. I think 
when it comes to the thought of religion, thinking about how animals interact makes me less inclined to believe that there is any kind of entity out there that governs how life works because why is it that we are so special that we have that we need a religion that doesn't dictate the lives of every creature on earth right and how everything reacts so i know i should have been uh king to the fat whenever i asked my bible study teacher do dogs go to heaven and she was like no dogs don't have a heaven and i was like bitch they live and breathe the animals too why don't god care about them and my ass should have been out at that point <laughs> I, I vividly remember my brother questioning the Sunday school teacher about dinosaurs and <laughs> going into all these questions about these dinosaurs and i vividly remember being like Girl, you are embarrassing me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it makes sense though. Like, why does God, I guess, pick and choose and be like, hey, human humans are the superior race, so they're the people who are the ones who I guess benefit from living a good life and going to heaven at the end when you have other creatures that you know Genesis said that God created, but they have no afterlife, they have no I guess purpose in God's circle. Divine, you know. Plan. Yeah, you know, it's just like eh, that seems a little crazy. Yeah, I guess. It's <laughs> backwards. Yeah. Right. So. So listening to both of you all, like, I think I'm just gonna start with myself, or just share a little bit with myself in my religious journey. Um. I want to be deep and I want to say like I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. <laughs> but that would be a lie. Right. <laughs> um, I'm religious. I, I'm so like I'm, and, and I know that I'm religious and then not out of like some belief in a higher power, not like in some like fear of going to hell but I'm religious and it's strictly cultural. Um, I'm churchy. I grew up churchy. I love churchy things. I love gospel music. I listen to gospel music probably more than I listen to secular music. And I'm extremely churchy. And that's just a part of me. And if I were to deny that part of me, I would be denying like who, who I am. Are. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm super duper churchy. But I'm very, I don't know if you want to say liberal or progressive when it comes to the idea of God. I would say progressive. I wouldn't say liberal because there is a liberal sense of Christianity that isn't progressive because progressive, you're actually making changes. I think liberal is kind of like you're flexible. Right. I, I also think that what it sounds like is that you subscribe, you, um, yeah, you subscribe to the idea of the community within the church but not necessarily the teachings of the religion. The way that My fingers are snapping. <laughs> His fingers are snapping. Like yes. he, he agrees. So, I mean, the idea of community is very important to people. And I, and I respect that. I don't, when I, when it comes to my feelings about religion, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of the teachings that people use to govern their lives. Now, if you want to use this as an opportunity to come together as a community and talk about how things affect you and having faith, that's perfectly fine. But that book that was written 2000 plus years ago, right. 
with stories that came from man. I, I that's not gonna, I'm not going to use it to govern my life. Right. And Which is a, go ahead. The biggest thing to me about the Bible, um, I was listening. I don't know if you guys um, are familiar with one of my favorite theologians. Um, is a womanist theologian, Candace Bimbo. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's the lady that did the lemonade uh, syllabus. Um, I see her name on Twitter a lot, but... Yes, I, I love her, but she talks about this, well, she talked about this idea of the Bible and about how as Black people only subscribing to the written word would be us... Um, I hope I'm not misquoting her, but I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say it as my own, so then I won't be misquoting her. But like, as black people, only subscribing to the written word is a part of white supremacist um, ideology. Right. And when I think about it, like I think about because I grew up uh, charismatic Pentecostal, so I think about this lady in church. She uh, a mother. She was a mother. She is a mother in the church. And when the spirit is high. She starts speaking in tongues, and as charismatic, charismatic or Pentecostal people, you know, usually when people start speaking in tongues, it's, it's followed by some type of, like, prophetic utterance, right? So, right. And, you know, I, I feel like growing up, a lot of her prophetic words, because I do believe in those things, a lot of those things were accurate and they were good, right? Mm-hmm. But she can't read a lick. <laughs> she just, no, I'm like she literally, and I'm not talking about like Fantasia can't read. Like I went to school yeah. and, I, and I got slid by. Like, like <laughs> if I gave her a book, like she'll sit in church with her Bible upside down. Oh wow! See, and, I... and so for me as a as a Christian, right? If I like, <laughs> no pun intended, but as a Christian, <laughs> if I were to place too much power in the written word or in the Bible, I'm denying her spiritual experience, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, another problem I had with the Bible was just because it was written by white people. So there was another thing. And And, I feel like a lot of times the Bible was used to, you know, basically keep slaves in check, which was another, like there was was things over the time of of the process of Christianity um, throughout college where I would just find I'd be like, why Why do I believe, why do I follow this again? One written by, well, I guess it's not written by a white man, but whoever it was written by, it wasn't black, by black people. And Christianity is the white man's religion. Um, I don't know that that's the truth. <laughs> um, and also like black people, I think it's been appropriated by white people. That's what they do. <laughs> You're it's right. Definitely, it's definitely been a tool. It was something that they found along the way. I believe this is what I believe. I believe Christianity, just like with all other religions, they found this one religion. It has been used as a tool to oppress. Like Christianity is the one of the bedrocks of oppression. Right. And, and I think that's the fault of Christians, specifically, most potently white Christians. Right. I can't say that I don't believe that that's the truth either because every religion has been used to justify a ways to a means. So um I know I'm the, speaking personally. The so. Moors and, and, and the, the Muslims when they had before the crusade started, 
that was a religious belief. Um, the Jews have started, I don't know that they've necessarily started wars. Well, they were. But they fought wars for being Jewish. Like it's. Yeah. I was it, about to say, they were against one big war <laughs> um, that, you know, everybody knows World War II. Um, but yeah. But even those, I mean, but even within those examples, like even with those examples of Islam and Judaism, they still, to me, fall up in the same bunch because of. Um, Y'all still hear me? My, my, my thing say poor connection. I just want to make sure I'm not... Yeah, okay. you're still here. Okay, great. Um, but they're, they're all still um, Western religions that stem from the same ideology and the same root. Like, yeah, Christianity is full of shit, but so is Islam and so is Judaism. Like, so... Jesus. So why the hell are we out here? Why, I just... I, I don't understand. This is, like, my big concern Far, as far as religion goes, why are we out here trying to govern ourselves according to a religion when we can just out here, you know, live our best life and be decent human beings in general? I think you know? it gave people it gave people the sense of community and the sense of it gave them faith, and that's what they needed to get through the hard times. Um, the the largest religious movements have usually been around times where there was great suffering. Uh, the The Reformation in Europe was after the plagues, after the Dark Ages, and that's when there was a big uh, religious reformation with like Martin Luther and things like that. So uh -huh. those are the time people have used religion as a as a fallback to propel themselves forward. I think as we've grown as a society, we realize that we don't necessarily need all of that in the same way. Yeah, so, and I feel like probably technology has taken that place. <laughs> oh I think there are a lot of things that have taken the place. No, I um, I want I four thousand percent agree what Christian is saying. One of my favorite quotes. I quote this all the time. Karl Marx has this beautiful quote where he talks about religion because you know he's a communist, so the father of communism. You know, in communist societies, religion is a none up. Um, and religion is a no no. He talks about how religion is the opium of the people, right? Religion is the drug that keeps people, in his mind, religion was the drug that keeps people unaware of their oppression and is used by the people at the top to keep them oppressed. But I've always taken that, um, I've taken that line. And I've reclaimed it and made it my own, just like good black religious, black liberation the theologians would do. Like, I've always said that if religion is the opium of the people, who am I to take away that opium? Right? So I can always, and I feel like this is somewhat along with what Christian was saying. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I can appreciate somebody's religious experience, even though I don't agree with it, because I understand, like, with, oh yeah. So, for example, within my religious experience, within my personal theology, I don't do hell, right? right. I haven't done hell in a long time. Like, I don't agree. I don't think there's a literal hell that people go to. Oh, child, but, hell used to scare me all the time. But, girl, if you are black, if you are black and you are a woman, if you are black and you are a woman and you are a gay woman. If you are black, you are a woman, you are a gay woman, and you were born in poverty. If you are black, you are, like all these, like, who am I to tell you that you can't tell 
someone, Mr. Whitey, that he going to hell, right? right. And to help you get through your day. Who am I to take that away from you, right? I get, I mean, I, I'll be sitting in the back like, girl, I hope you don't really believe that. Like, I'll be, I'll probably be the judgy one in the back. I won't tell her that, you know, that's some, that's some bullshit. But, you know, if that makes her feel better at the end of the day, sure. Go ahead. Do your thing. But there have been lots of, there, there have been lots of studies about the fact that, that the idea of hell didn't come up like the Dante's Inferno. That mm-hmm. view of hell didn't come up until the Reformation. Like it wasn't an ideal until the rise in power of the monarchy, where you had to control your people. Religion's always been a way to control people. It is a way to control the masses, just like uh, Christianity was forced to, um, was forced upon the slaves as a way to control them. If you don't do this, you you're are going control, to hell. You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and you put that fear into people. I'd be like, bitch, send me right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we would all be terrible slaves. Right. Podcast, <laughs> and, and they were talking about, like, how would you do as a slave? And everybody's like, you know what, bitch? I would be a terrible slave. Because you'd be like, ask me to do, you, you did me, ask me to do what? I mean, obviously, uh-huh, it's uh. because times are changed now and, like, we, we know better. But, like, back then, they didn't really have... It's so weird how they control all these people back then, um, where they were clearly outnumbered. You it's know? not weird. You you do we do it every day. A fear of that. That's why they separated families. You you didn't allow them to do. You take away people's freedoms, and you install that kind. Of, I guess it's that Stockholm syndrome where you love me because I'm not. I've captured you. And because you can't do anything about it, you love me now. Yeah, we do it every day. Like, I think about, like, it's going to be, it would be really easy for me to say, if I was a slave, I would X, Y, and Z. But I do it every day. I'm still a slave. Right. I put on this face. I go into the, I may bump the system certain ways, a certain how, but when I go to work, I put it on. Yeah, you're still abiding by like what they tell you that you have to do. Even though it may not make sense, even though it was dumb, and even in certain, in, in a lot of situations, You're I right. myself into making the things that I do on a daily basis make sense. You're right. I, I didn't even think about that because now when I, when I talk to coworkers, obviously there's probably what, 20 people to a manager. And we sit here and we complain and we bitch and moan about things that aren't doing that aren't being done a certain way, and how we're being treated. And like we say, hey, we need to change this and blah blah blah. Go up to management and management's like, well, if we did this, then you know we would take away this or something else would happen uh, in 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 effect to what you know we're trying to suggest. So and just those are just ways of manipulating people, I guess. In order to make things, it's a power dynamic. Work their way, yeah, work their way. So, and religion has been used as a power dynamic. It's a tool to control people into doing what you want them to do. See, and this is why I don't like religion. <laughs> it was a, just another example. Like these, again, these are just like different stages that I went through throughout college, where it's just like, eh, 
why am I doing this again? But I think the ultimate thing was just me kind of letting it go because I hated myself so much because I was gay. And that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back at that point. I don't know that I ever hated myself because of religious reason. I ne- like I've never bought into the idea that gayness was a sin. I never believed it. But once again, I mean, this goes along with our conversation before. I didn't live fully as who I was because I went with. Even though I knew better, I went with what everybody else said because I didn't want to step out of line. Right. And like, and I knew better, but in hopes of one day that the church that I was with, the the group of people that, that they would become better. But when I decided that they weren't going to become better. I said, well, girl, I'm going to be me. Right. And y'all have a good day. And I pray for y'all. Um, I hope y'all uh, become better one day. But right. Right now, I'm not going anymore. Girl, therapy would have been A plus back then in the day for me. I know that much. <laughs> therapy now would be an A plus thing for most people. True. But like back then, though, like when I was really going through some shit, like it was. But you're taught you're not supposed to do that because it's. It's one, um, anti-black. Mm. Two, it means that you're denouncing the spirit and the ability of God to heal you. God, that whole praying thing, like pray the gay away shit too. I was just, just pray I, thing away. I, I, I fed so you much pray into the poorness what, away. Right. I fed so much into what the church was saying to me and the fact that I heard, like, I went to a summer camp one year. I don't even think it was a Christian summer camp, but we ended up in like all boys and all girls sessions. And when we were in the all boys section session, they were like, I love Jack. I love Jane, not Jack or something like that. And like forced us to repeat it. And I'm just like, now that I think about it, like and run it back, I'm just like, no, that was detrimental. That what was the re- point? Yeah, what was the point? And this is, I think this is why I just had a whole... But that also probably has to do with the people who are running the camp, not so much. I don't know how to phrase this. I mean, uh, obviously. <laughs> but it's just like, why Why did they subject us to, you know, those, that type of Because those teaching, people had hate in their heart. For what, I, I, I will never... I think one of the things that made me absolutely detest the idea of organized religion is that you're telling me that there is a reason you spout that your religion is about love and acceptance and holding um, God in your heart because through God, everything is possible. Right. Why is it that you, your religion teaches you to hate so many other people who don't believe the same way you do? Isn't that supposed to be the basis of your religion? I guess they were trying to be the superior. I feel like Christianity was indeed trying to be the superior religion just to... They're all doing that. But again, it is a way to control people into believing the way you believe. That's why you have... There's no reason why there's a singular religious leader. The leader of your church is one person Mm. that dictates how we interpret the word. That tells you that's why you have a preacher that tells you what you should believe based on his belief 
or his understanding of the book or their understanding because they're a female preacher and people. So again, like I said, it the idea of faith, I believe in faith. I believe that you should have a, a faith system that allows you to wake up every day and think about how your life moves, right. you know, whatever you need to do. But I don't need to base that belief or that understanding in a religion because it doesn't do me any good in the long run. Right. I I believe in myself. I believe that the universe, if, if good things are out there, they're going to happen, and I'm going to work to get there. But I don't need to pray to somebody. No. Nope. You know, like uh, when you have the two teams on the field and they're both praying to God for the win. For as if Who's God even listen? cares about a football game <laughs> right now. God, everybody says God's a Cowboys fan, but look at the Cowboys right now. Yeah. Not disrespect my team. <laughs> um, you do the football? Ah, oh, gosh. Christian doesn't really do the football. He just he, no. adjacent. He's like football adjacent. I'm the one who does the football, which I know is very problematic. Now, I'm the football players. Oh, God. Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I like me a big thick boy, but <laughs> um, I don't care about the sport. It's just not that exciting to me. <laughs> I uh, see. My problem is with football and any other sport is I'm just not that loyal to stuff. Right? <laughs> I can watch a football game and be entertained. I can watch a basketball game and be entertained. But you got to make a commitment to be a sports fan. You got to get up. Watch the sports center. You got to get up. Be a casual sports fan. You could be a casual sports fan. But you know, it's the same. But the same thing. Sports. The way that people celebrate sports is the same way people celebrate religion. So if you think about it, Mm -hmm. the same rituals that people do for religion, they do for sports. They get up. They get. They get dressed in the same way that everybody else gets dressed. That celebrates that team. Yeah. That celebrates that religion. You got to be dressed. In your in your nines, your Sunday best to go to church is the same thing that people believe with sports. Well, girl, sports is my religion. Hey, yeah, but this thing, like, it's it's, <laughs> a, it's that same thing where people need that community, and that's how they fall back on religion. Yeah, is that I need community, and if we believe in this one thing, because you you but, can go through every parishioner, and everybody's gonna have a different interpretation of what they read. I guess. It do, it's not such a strange thing, you know, when you put it that way. But I think my problem was I attributed Christianity to hate, like that group and that support system as a hate support system. After, of course, like I was a part of it. Like I loved it. I I was a fucking choir director up there, pointing people. Sign, huh? And that's when the girl should have known. <laughs> oh funny story about that but anyway yeah, she's probably she was probably giving head and no i was i told you college was the first time that i actually like started saying fuck it but anyway i was never i was never gay growing up in my hometown though i will say that um but yeah no it was just you mean like you weren't how did you mean you weren't gay you weren't publicly i mean gay? i wasn't pu- like i never had like sex or anything or like Public, oh, yeah, public. Because I mean, I feel like you was a public gay. Well, it's so funny because when we had our um, high school reunion, quote unquote reunion over Zoom, a few weeks back, 
I was talking and I was like, I mentioned that I had like a site that I was trying to get some products uploaded to my site, my store, you know, to help the black LGBT community. And somebody was like, you're gay? And I'm like, bitch, do you not follow me on Facebook? We're Facebook friends. And then one of my other friends was like, I knew you were gay in like middle school. Like, and of course that whole time. I hate that. I hate that. I hate it too, to be honest. Um, that is, first of all, the girl's lying. Obviously, because they... And I get it. I get the fact that you saying you gay and stuff that she may have experienced or saw beginning to make sense to her, but that does not mean that in middle school she was looking at you saying Malcolm is gay. She lied. Right. And but, second of all, you're ruining the moment. Like, if right. I'm telling you, like, you making this about something that is not. Right. You're ruining right. the moment you're trying to take the spotlight. Finally... <laughs> Whoever whoever this girl was that when you said that you were selling um, LGBT paraphernalia, just assume and just put it out there in a the group chat. You gay? Girl, where's she at? I want to cuss her out. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point I was making? I can't even remember. What was I talking about? I detracted. Like, people found out you, you weren't gay until uh, uh, you got to the high school reunion. Yeah, That's but I was saying. saying something before That's then. That's what you were saying. I know. Girl, I'm going to need you to get your shit together. I didn't even get drunk today either. I didn't. Anyway, I'm what? Gonna, I'm going to let you believe that lie too. Mm-hmm. I didn't witness to that. Like, you know, I went to college with Malcolm, you know. Right. Yeah. And I was still, and it was literally like, so my, ugh. anyway, Christianity was the reason why, you know, the. I feel like the community Christianity made me believe that they were against people like me, even though I told myself I wasn't like that. And so that's why I have such a hate towards it now, even though I can, there, there can be different levels of, you know, spirituality and Christianity and all that good stuff where you believe whatever you want. But I just, I just tend to kind of go with my own thing now. So I understand that you, you're speaking from your experience as a Christian because that's what you grew up believing. Uh, quote unquote Christian, because I don't even know what that even means anymore, as far as me. This. <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think it's kind of, I'm not gonna say it's short-sighted, but I think it's just a little narrow-minded to think in that term as only if Christianity does this. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're speaking from experience because that's what you know. Like my person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's kind of not. You know how I think I have to think in that in the whole yeah. holistic terms. So but it's, it's not like I'm telling other people like no, no I'm just, shit. I'm just, you know, it's but just... I'm, I'm I'm asking you to like reevaluate your opinion on it and thinking outside of just like taking the idea that Christianity is the center mm-hmm. and thinking about it in the broader terms of what religion meant to you. And specifically, I understand the specifics of Christianity, what you were taught in your sect, in your church, all of that, I understand right, that. Yeah. But to apply that to the entire the entirety of Christianity may be a little unfair because not every church runs the same way. There right. are denominations that are open to LGBTQ members who have leadership who are LGBT, who don't yeah. subscribe to that. They believe they're preaching the faith-based Yep. beliefs and not so much the that, tenets that uh, separate people. 
And that was before my time, actually. So I do because like Chris or not Chris, sorry, Ricky attends, you know, a more faith led church, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Ricky. Um, and so, like, I feel like if I had that back then, then I probably would be more religious in that sense or, you know, just kind of, I guess, more understanding or more open or accepting to Christianity or religion in general. But since at that time, I didn't really have that resource or that outlet, I just decided to denounce it just in total for, and I mean, it works out for me because I don't really feel like I need that in my life. So like it works for me, you know? And I get it because even with the uh, community of faith that I um, have aligned myself with here in Charlotte, there's a sacrifice with that, right? Um, And I had to make the decision because once again, I woke up one day and I said, girl, you are religious. Like, you enjoy going to church. You you want to go to church. I have never had a gap, even when I left my highly churchy, religious, toxic um, church that I was at for years, um, and I started going where I'm going now, I didn't have a gap in church attendance because that's just a part of who I am. Yeah. That came at a sacrifice because the, the church that I go to now, girl, it's white. That's a sacrifice. That's like. That's I mean, a, are you surprised though? Like, are, do you know of any, you know, black or other? I guess I, I do. I don't know of any in Charlotte, and I mean, I think there are some in Charlotte, but like, right. it, it just and it's not even just the the affirming piece. It's just like the where I'm at now. I, I line. I align with what they say theologically. Yeah. I don't always align with the cultural experience. So that is a sacrifice. Yeah. That um, makes sense. But there are definitely some really great um, affirming ministries that may not be that are black. And, and, and let me let me rephrase that. They might not necessarily be explicitly affirming, but they definitely aren't damaging. Mm-hmm. Right, that are black that keep the the black cultural black church experience um, in there, just not in Charlotte. Yeah, I feel like I got to the point where I didn't need religion to make to to live. I guess to to be who I am to just lead your life to yeah to lead my life. So I think again, and I think I talked about this in the previous episode where it's just like, hey. I, I denounced it because of, you know, who I was and it caused so much hate into me hating who I was that I just cut it off. And then I just found out that, hey, it's just something that I don't need. So I never went back out to to venture. It's something I don't need. It's something that I don't really care for now. That might change in 20 or 30 years. Like my mind could just go literally 180 and go back and be like, oh, I can't live without Christianity or I can't live without, you know, because times are different now. So I think a lot of people change and they go back to, they go back to being religious. Like you hear a lot of people later in life find religion. And I think a lot of it is because they, they see their mortality mm-hmm. and they want to make amends and they want to make sure that they're set up if they believe in an afterlife or they believe 
they want to they want to get on whatever path they need to be on to make it seem like they were a good person and worth right. having around. And I was like, I don't, I live my life that way. I don't exactly. necessarily, Just be a I don't need religion to tell thing. me that I'm a good person. I don't need the validation. Right. And I think a religion provides validation to a lot of people. That reminds me of a few times. I've not ever been taught that I needed that. Like my parents never told me that, well, God will get, would, would grace you with blah, blah, blah. My parents were like, you worked for that. You did what you needed to do right. to put yourself in the position where you got the opportunity. Yes, there are lots of things that are held against you because of this, this, and this, but you still worked. It wasn't that you prayed and shit happened. No, you did the work to you get did there. What you, yeah. I, never mind. The whole praying thing is... Ugh, girl. Again, like it's, it's, it's the idea of faith. People need the idea of faith so that they have... So they don't feel alone. So they don't feel like what whatever they're doing is in vain. And I and that's perfectly understandable. There's a TikTok I saw the other day. My friend said to me, it's so funny. I don't know if y'all TikTok. I TikTok. Um, I'm gonna let China all of my business. Um, I'm old, bro. <laughs> follow Ricky on TikTok, y'all. <laughs> no, I mean you can't follow me on TikTok because I have an account, but I don't post nothing. I don't follow like I don't do that. I just go and look at the um the for you page and just laugh at the TikTok videos. And sometimes I repost them to like Instagram. But there's a TikTok video of this girl. She's doing one of those like one of those Instagram filters where it like rolls and it stops somewhere, you know. And it's like a one in the Instagram filters is like when are you gonna die? And it goes, goes, and it says 30 seconds. And then her, she looks, and she's shocked, and her nose starts bleeding. <laughs> and so then she looks down real quick, and she starts praying. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I'm going to die 30 seconds. Let me repent and make sure I got me a seat in heaven or something. Like that. Table. <laughs> right. Let me just be sure. This is so crazy, man. I, I, I don't want to... Huh? There's other TikTok. Y'all gotta get on TikTok. The TikTok videos is hilarious. I have TikTok on my phone because I, del- I, I downloaded it in order to see the whole video of TikToks that my friends share with me. Do I have a TikTok app or account, rather? No. If I if I don't download the TikTok app and somebody sends me a link, it goes to a web page on my phone and it only shows like 30 seconds of it. If it's longer than 30 seconds, I won't see the rest of it. So I have to have the app. You can make TikTok videos longer than 30 seconds? Huh? No, they're 60 seconds. seconds. Yeah, they're 60 second videos. Uh, Max 60 seconds. So yeah, if they're longer than 30 seconds, you have to have the app to see the whole video. So that's the only reason I have the app. I don't have an account though. So, yes, I see a lot of TikTok content. <laughs> There's this uh, one TikTok video. It is so funny. Um, There's this guy, and he dies, and he goes up to heaven, and he's talking to God. And what does he say? Oh, man, I wish I had never brought this up because I can't remember exactly. <laughs> and this is Malcolm's fault. I'm like, all this on Malcolm. What? Yeah, because the year. Too. She just be a mess. Why y'all always be blaming stuff on me? Because she was very adamant about making sure that before I got up here today that I had something to drink. And I, what? And like this is like now I drink, but three days in a row would be a lot for me. 
It's the weekend, girl. You fine. That's what I'm gonna get you for your fucking birthday. What? Get you a, a, a the one day chip alcoholics anonymous. <laughs> Look, I might need it. I know. Five That's why I said it. No, you don't um you don't so like me when it comes to drinking, I I um my my job, I work in education. And my job per se, I don't like to drink unless I'm drinking with educators. Because um everybody else, either they can't hang or they judging or they like it just it just becomes real awkward. Because nobody drink like a teacher. And, and we get dealing with so much shit. Me. Look, look, what are we going through right now? Like all these fucking schools, like trying to decide on if they're going to go back to school. And like, are you serious right now? There's a fucking virus out there that's spreading like fucking wildfire. And you have all of these kids who, mind you, probably get taken care of by their grandparents because fucking childcare is too fucking expensive right now. So you go to you go to school, you send your kids to school, your, your kids get coronavirus from one of the other kids because their parents are fucking irresponsible and they went out on vacation and some shit like that. So then your kids come home and they give you coronavirus, but then you're also hanging around your parents who's probably about 60 to 70 years old and then they catch it from you and then they're sick as shit. And what you do... Well, we open school because we need school open because we can't have our kids at home 24-7 anymore because we have to open the economy. That's what it's about. That's Let's what be honest. Schools are the final step. Like, you can open everything up. You can be as open as Florida, which is foolish, but you can be just as open as Florida. But if schools are not open, the economy is not open, right? Right. Schools are a big moving part of what, like, once we can say schools are open, we can say this economy is open. Right. It goes to show the evils of capitalism. And I say that I say that with being 100% not okay with, but 100% in aware of I am a capitalist. Yeah. That I mean that I support capitalism. Like I don't support the idea of capitalism capitalism, but I live in a capitalist society and I make capitalist decisions because that's who I am and that's how, how I've been. But at some point, you got to draw a line in the yeah. It's It's ridiculous and they don't give a fuck. They don't care. That's the worst thing about it. They don't care. They're out here willing to sacrifice lives for the sake of the dollar. And I don't well, I understand it because why are you, not, why are you surprised? <laughs> I was about to say, never mind. I understand it because it doesn't it doesn't include anybody else. They don't care about anybody else. They just want to have their money and live their good life. So it's uh, fuck it, fuck fuck the government right now. If y'all don't go out and vote, even though I know voting is only half of the issue, vote locally. Y'all motherfuckers need to start vote, voting locally as well because just the national election is not enough. Y'all need to start voting for your local fucking con- um, commissioners, mayors, sheriffs, whoever the fuck y'all need to vote for, because we are tired. I'm tired. Voting locally becomes difficult, too, because, like, right here in Charlotte, like, there were people, um, Christian, I don't know how familiar you are with 
Charlotte politics. But in 2016, Keith Lamont Scott, I think it was 2016, it was 15. Yeah. But, um, 16, Keith Lamont Scott, it was 15? 16, I think. 15. In 2016, Keith Lamont Scott was killed and our streets went up. Our streets went up. And right after that, because of the response of the city council during that time, because of the response or the lack of response from our mayor at that time, not only including that, but like that's when we did the whole bathroom bill, the bathroom ordinance. A lot um, of shit was going on. Yeah. Was going on. Um, because of the response and lack, let me be more clear, because of the lack of response we had a clean, almost a clean sweep yeah. in our local government. The governor, the, I'm not governor, the mayor, she lost. Um, a lot of the um, city council members got switched up, and it was a progressive wave, right? And so here we go. Let's fast forward. Fast forward four years down the road. We elected these people who we currently have in there because of what we wanted to see, and we are still in a horrible position as a local community because they're doing the same things that the people before them did. And so I went and I talked to one of the um, one of the city council members who is a self claimed Republican, like, but he's a young Republican, like he's like in his thirties or whatnot. I told him, I said, you doesn't matter how Republican or conservative you are, you were elected on a progressive wave. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not a progressive. And I'm like, listen, I don't care that you that you don't want the label of progressive. People elected you because you were more progressive than the rest of the Republicans that are, were around you. Would you expect action? Why is progressive a, a bad label? Like, you want to keep shit the same? Do you not see what's going on because right now? Because to them, it is not about the actions. It is about the titles. It's, so if you, it's so crazy. Actually, it's, it's a little, actually, I shouldn't say that either, because it's both. Um, you don't want to be labeled as a as a progressive because there's a certain thing there's that a you negative connotation be. as for being a Republican mm. that you cannot be you can be a progressive Republican. There's no reason that you should not want to move the um the needle forward on things, but they choose not to because I guess they don't want to affect they their don't want to affect but they're also but they also not. keep their constituents stupid so that they don't know what's going on <laughs> and really because they have no, they have no interest in the real people, just themselves. Ugh. I just cannot imagine in twenty twenty. Right. I cannot imagine aligning myself with the Republican Party or even Republican ideals. I just could like if twenty twenty has not shown you how evil conservative, like being on the right side of the political spectrum, is. Girl, we got. Now, and if there's not that much, like, I just don't, I I, I can't, I, I want somebody to explain it to me, but it just don't make sense. Like, do you really, like, so they're I have- aligning with beliefs, they're, beli- they're aligning with white supremacy. In their pockets. That's what most, most, <laughs> especially the poor white people that vote Republican are aligning with the ideas of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about what the policies actually are and how they affect them. It just don't but, affect them. It doesn't affect them. Oh, actually. it does. They just don't think of, they don't realize it because they're thinking about, the, the Republicans are good at marketing. Are they, they're telling you what all your opponent is going to take away from you, but not what they're doing. 
and actually what is going to affect them in the long run. It's going to be four more years of it. I can almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee you or not. I, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, think, I think Trump's days are are, are over, and, uh, and I, th- I think they will continue to be over as long as nobody continues to do exactly what he's doing now. Which is, uh, uh, you know, white people will look over everything. We voted Trump in after Reagan, so that don't <laughs> tell you that this country don't give a fuck about their own people. I don't know what does. Reagan was as bad, if not worse, than Trump is. I mean, but, but white people will white people will align with white supremacy over their own good, uh, and you have people of color who vote that way because they want to be assimilated. They want to be seen as a good don't give me as a credit to their race. Oh, child! <laughs> I, I have close friends or family members that let me not say close friends. I have family members that are. Republican, and they will say and they will let you know that they are concerned. But at the end of the day, I'm like, me and my uh, my mom will say this all the time. Like, they they align it to their faith and stuff like that. But it's like, do you hate gay people that much? Right. Like, like, like so so they have these issues. They have these issues with quote unquote liberal agenda or whatnot, and usually they take they tag on to one issue. I don't know what it is. Abortion. I don't know what it is. Gay marriage. I don't know what it is, but like, are you really that upset about something and got shit to do with you? That right. you People. I get no to spite your face. <laughs> people, and that's why people, again, religion is a, is a way to control people. You control their beliefs because you give them this will. You won't get into heaven if you don't do such and such. Oh, you they won't get ahead because the, the but most the it, it's funny that most black people are actually conservatives. They vote with the Democrats because they've the Democrats have have at least talked about trying to get equal rights for them. But most black people are conservatives. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, they have, you know, the basis of their belief is the family. And then there is a nuclear family made of a mother, father, oh. and all that stuff. I'm not. I, I I have never understood the idea of being pro-life. Um, like that wasn't something that was taught in my family, especially because my family has been through um, abortions. So there's not really. There was never. Um, the general public has had to deal with, you know. Those type of decisions. I oh, feel. but you know, most people in the country are pro, are pro choice. Yeah, but I'm not pro choice. I'm not pro choice, and I'm not pro life. I'm pro abortion. I made that decision a while back, <laughs> and what's funny is, what is, I put it on Facebook about two or three years ago, and my uh, one of the pastors at church I go to, he was like, "We gotta talk about this." Like. And he said it not in a way of like, if you understood the church, I go to you understand. He said it in a way that wasn't like, let me correct you. It was uh-huh. more of like, I'm kind of like curious as to like what this means. Um, but for a while now, I've said like, I'm pro abortion. Like, I have, like, I think pro choice, I get why Democrats use the word pro choice, right? Because there are some people who personally 
don't agree with abortions, but they're okay with it being legal because they say it's not their business. Right. That's not me. I want to. I think it's very important for me to say that I'm pro-abortion because I think it helps me to align in solidarity with women. Or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Um, it helps me to align in solidarity with people who have had abortions or who have who are going to have abortions. I don't have a problem with it. Not only do I not have a problem with it, if you decide that if you become pregnant and you decide that you don't want that you don't want to see that through, I'm 100% in support of that. Right. But you I, don't, go ahead. I just don't understand why it's anybody's business. <laughs> because, it's, because religion is based around patriarchy. You can control, you can't control what a man does, but you can control what a woman does because it's all about power. It's a power dynamic. Mm-hmm. The And I think it's funny that most conservative people are pro- a pro-life and not pro-choice because your whole idea of conservatism is that the that the government doesn't have say in your personal life mm-hmm. but you think that it's okay to tell other people what they can do with their bodies basically is the opposite of what a of of a of a pro uh, a conservative belief in in, in governing is yep they want to. They want to say, "Hey, I don't want the government to tell me what I what I can do every day or whatever." But I also want the government to tell you what you can do with your body. But it's because it doesn't affect me because you know we're ninety percent male here and we don't have to deal with that. So we're just gonna make that decision for you. And the biggest, the biggest um, evidence to both of your arguments is the fact that we don't have birth control for men. Like Thank you. literally, birth, there is literally birth control for men out there that Congress yep. and FDA will not approve because of the side effects, which are very similar to the same side effects that women who are on birth control experience. Yep. But you you see how the idea is never around how men cannot get women pregnant. It's how it's, a, it's the onus is always on the woman, yep. and it's her choice to have this baby. She had to have gotten somebody else there to get her pregnant. She cannot she can't get do pregnant it by, by herself. herself. Exactly. But you don't think about you're not pre- you're not. There's no punishment for the husband or the the rapist or anybody. There's no never any onus on that person with the baby. Nope. It's always the mother, regardless of how she got pregnant. It's her fault. It's That's her how fault. they make she it seem. They make it the seem like it's her fault, and she needs to deal with the repercussions, even though. She probably would have the least amount of fault, quote unquote, fault in this situation. Which brings me to another point. My whole love for the city girls. Um, I remember the first time someone introduced me to the city girls. It was on Facebook, and I was I forgot what uh what song I had shared with somebody about something. They were like, "Hey." But have you heard the City Girls when it was doing the mixtape? I forgot what the name of the mix, what their mixtape was called. But I went and I listened to it, and I just remember there's a line from one of them. I'm, I'm going to misquote this, but she makes an argument about something about being upset or just, now I don't know if she was upset or just rising above it all, and she makes some kind of reference to like, I'm going to get me an abortion. 
And I feel like she said, kill his baby, something like that. And I was like, that lie is what hooked me. Like the the amount of empowerment, the agency, and then like the whole like the whole period. I feel like we need to definitely make sure in society that we are giving the city girls credit for that phrase. And even back to like how in their um, in their earlier uh, work, they how they talk about like the menstrual cycle, how they how, how that it was the menstrual cycle. In the abortions for me and how it was integrated into the raps. <laughs> oh, I said, Oh, I'm so like, I'm it, even when they went through, um, um, even when, um, young Miami went through her little whole homophobic stage, I was like, Okay, girl, I'm gonna sit you over here, <laughs> take a break, <laughs> but I'm still a fan because and that was just a side note. We can continue right. to talk about the bigger spectrum yeah no it's it's we could go this the show is about a conversation so however this conversation goes that's what we talked about and i just wanted to say that the empowerment like that was a is, is a main point like you are taking away women's decisions and their rights pretty much in order for them to, you know, make a decision, make a decision about their own bodies. And like, whenever, like you said, that lyric came across about, Hey, I'm about to get to some abortion right, right quick. Like, bitch, that is empowering. Like you give women the, the decision to do what they should be doing in the first place and make a decision about their own bodies without anybody else infringing upon that. Like, why is it so hard for women to make the decision on, like, for themselves? Because the thing is, you make somebody have a baby. Are you going to take care of it? Are you going to feed it? Are you going to be there whenever, you know, they decide to send it up for adoption or something? And then, you know, they don't go to a good home and they don't have food to eat. Like, are you going to be there after that? No, you're just there for the baby to be burnt, burned, <laughs> born, and then you're done with it. Like, what, what's it, the point of this? What is even it? like, even before all that, the whole idea of pregnancy, I can't imagine having my organs smushed together, like like the, the, what the body goes through during pregnancy. It's it, 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 it should definitely be a choice. Like, if I don't want to send my body through that, like, I should be able to say, oh, no, this is not what I want for me. So it's a no. It's the fact that they want to force you to grow a bond with the child. And then after the child is born, they expect you to not, you know, give it away. Hey, but girl, that is shit to me. The idea that, and I do, I believe, okay, yes. I believe that not what you were saying was horseshit, but like the idea of like just because someone becomes a parent, that that like parenting builds this natural bond or na like natural thing. Like it. I'm sorry. I, that I, was I, like I remember when when my nephew was born, my brother was like, "Oh my god, it just changes you." And like you just see the world do. I'm like, I get it. You have this extreme love for this human being that you feel like you created. Yep. But girl, don't you don't act like the Lord just opened up your head and put all these parenting skills right. and all this shit in your head automatically just because you created another human being. 
if that was the case, we wouldn't find babies in dumpsters. We wouldn't find babies being left behind. We wouldn't find babies on de- doorsteps of firehouses. Like, we wouldn't find all these abandoned kids. Okay, I'm just, I, I ain't even watched the show, but <laughs> I've never you seen You watch Little Fires Everywhere? No, I've never no. watched it. Okay, well, y'all need to get on Little Fires Everywhere. But, but you, if you get past Carrie Washington's mouth, but <laughs> but you wouldn't see uh, parents, you know, killing their kids or driving off the side <laughs> of a cliff because they were so tired of, you know, taking care of these kids and stuff like that. Like, no, you wouldn't see that. Why are I'm sorry, just because you have the kid, that's not going to force somebody to love that child, especially if they have something else going on outside of that. It's just not going to happen. And I that's really why. feel bad. Hmm? Now I'm thinking about it, I really feel bad because, like, we have a, I don't know if you would call her a mutual friend, but we have a person that we both know, um, me and Malcolm that is very like very adamant about spending a lot of her time going to abortion clinics and, and serving as an escort. Um and that's what I really want to do. But I do oh, I thought you meant on the other side. No, no, no. Maybe you should listen. Maybe you should open your motherfucking ears and I'll... listen, bitch. Ooh. <laughs> and you ain't even drinking. Well Christian doesn't drink, but Christian's just angry all the time. And Malcolm just be saying stupid shit. Y'all don't be. I, did, the problem I didn't say anything. I just made a, and then I was like, oh, because I, I heard listen, the rest of it. Because you already, you already defensive about some shit you don't already know all the details to. <laughs> well, look, shut up and listen, ho. But, but guess what though? I changed my mind. No, nah, that's after it. hearing. But you still sound like an asshole because you made the motherfucking noise to begin with. <laughs> but I heard the rest, Trash, and ass. now shut I up. understand. Goodbye. But I corrected myself. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't fucking credit for that. <laughs> I correct you. Anyway, go ahead. Full transparency. Um, so <laughs> the people, to all the people in Radio Land that is listening to this podcast right now, I think one of the disservices that y'all don't get, like, because I was listening to a, the earlier episode, the episode I was listening to before, and I was listening to this dynamic that Christian and Malcolm have, and you like okay, so Malcolm talks a lot about his love life, his sex life. He puts it out here on the podcast, <laughs> and, and you know Christian gets off this whole like um, Christian vibe. <laughs> and what the disservice is is y'all not seeing like I'm seeing. I'm in Charlotte and we're doing this like video thing. I'm seeing Christian right now, oh, and God. Christian gives and. <laughs> I thought she was going to come up here without her shirt on because that was the, because they didn't want to pay me. So I told Malcolm <laughs> in text message, I said, well, if Christian get up there, she don't got to be all the way. Like she can still have clothes on, but if she get up here with her shirt off, like that'd be good payment. <laughs> they not me. Goodbye. Fully clothed. And like, don't let the name fool you. I'm just saying, like, maybe we'll put a picture up there. That's what we need to do. Put a picture up there. So, I tell people I am Christian only in name. <laughs> so if you expect me to act like some church going, uh, no, that's not what I expect. Not me. Mm-mm, that's not what I expect. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yes, but you were talking about. 
being an escort for the girls at the um, at the abortion clinic. Oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> your friend Malcolm is a trash ass bitch who don't fucking listen. I again, I reacted before he finished the statement, and then so when he you were finished, not listening. Yes, I was listening because when he finished the statement, no, I corrected myself and I said, "Oh, if you made the noise before you heard the end of the statement, it means you were not listening." No, no, no. <sighs> it means you were trying to be reactive to a point. You were not actively listening to interpret what is being said oh. to have an accurate reaction. Because I already, I thought he was talking about somebody else. That's why. But then whenever he finished it. Okay, so you weren't listening. I was listening. No, no. Yeah. Because if you already have an opinion in your head, it wasn't the it means opinion. you were not listening. It wasn't, I didn't have an opinion in my head. I had you a made person a reaction. in my head. Because you, you I had, had a, a rea- because, because I had you a, had an opinion already no. formed. What had, is, how is that not how would that happen? Because I had so why would person, you make a noise if you didn't already think that that was what it was? Because I had a person in mind that I thought he was talking okay. about. So again, what I said was in your head you oh are already gosh. thinking that is what he said, not actually uh, listening to what the words that he is using are going to be because you are already formed an opinion before you've heard the entire speech. No, but the thing is. After he said the entire statement, I re- I retracted what I was saying and how I reacted. So, so you- but I can't retract what I reacted, though. I can't retract that. I can't apologize, which I did. And I said, oh, OK, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about somebody else. She right. Did I not do that? She were not actively but did I not do that, though? Do that. Did I not do that, though? Yeah, but I mean, you okay. weren't listening to begin with. But I, how, how, if I wasn't listening, then I probably wouldn't have reacted in general. Mm. Right. I don't. If I wasn't listening and paying you attention, listen, you were hearing. You were not listening yes, because I had you listened listening. to it. Because I think you would not have. You would not have made that reaction. Oh my because gosh! Because you would have heard the whole thing. Christian, what's but your you sign? reacted before he finished. Oh my gosh! Christian, what's your sign? 